0: Welcome to the show for a podcast that started off as a Toastmasters project. I've come a long way and we are approaching soon our 100th episode and I hope that you'll stick with us for that. If you are subscribed already, thank you. I appreciate your subscription. If you're not, please do consider subscribing to the show and tuning in for huge episodes and checking out our amazing back catalog of guests as well. I have incredible guests coming on the show and also now opportunities for you to support the show. Now, one of the best ways you can support the show isn't just by subscribing, but sharing the show with your friends and your network. I know that most of the shows that I tune into now have come to me from personal recommendations. is the most powerful thing. It's what every podcaster dreams of, that people will talk about their show and share it with their friends. If you would like to support the show financially, you will see there is a Supercast page in the show notes. You can buy me a coffee, you can sign up to a membership level, and there is even now an opportunity to sponsor the show for suitable partners. So please do check out the Supercast page. Before we get to talking about what today's show is going to be about... My mission on the show is to bring you the best kind of information that's out there. No fluff, no woo-woo, really practical stuff that has been tested in the real world. I see this show as an opportunity to educate, empower, and entertain people who want to be better communicators and care about communicating and influencing, persuading within an ethical framework, but also want to be empowered enough to recognize when those tools and techniques are being used against them. That's the ethos of the show. My guest today is here to talk about relationship marketing. Now I am a big believer in relationship marketing and in fact Natalie, my guest, is someone who I connected with in a networking event and really wanted to bring her on the show. So I asked her if she'd come, she said yes, we sorted out pretty quick and I managed to get her on the show nice and fast and she really knows what she's talking about with relationship marketing and how important it is to have that authenticity, that personal connection with your audience. That's what we're getting into today. I really hope you'll enjoy the show. Let us know if you do. Leaving a review on iTunes or Podchaser really helps the show to grow. And of course, sharing it with your friends. Let us know what you think. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Speaking Influence, the show about persuasive presentation skills and ethical influence for today's business leaders. Many podcasters now agree that live streaming is the future of podcasting. If you want to get started with live streaming, my recommendation and the channel I use is Restream.io. Check the link in the show notes and after your first live stream, you will receive a $10 Restream cashback. Welcome to the live stream of Speaking Influence. I am speaking, I'm very privileged, I feel, to be speaking Aww. with my guest today, Natalie Clune. Now, we connected, and you won't be surprised about this when you find out what we're here to talk about. We connected through a networking group. We got to speaking with each other there. I found the conversation delightful, but also <laughs> helpful. And we spoke again after that. And we talked about having Natalie come on the show. And of course, again, it was very helpful and <laughs> delightful. And so uh, my goal for this show is that it's going to be for you to very helpful and delightful. Natalie is also very strongly about networking and having a focus on making connections that matter in your business. Yeah. She is an expert in social media and sales, over 20 years in sales. She knows what she's talking about this stuff honestly I got one big insight that I have been using a lot since I last spoke with Natalie uh, which which maybe I'll I'll share with you a bit later on but we we are going to be here talking about that Natalie also has a done-for-you social media service and we'll be talking about uh, some of the things that people struggle with in terms of consistency. Hello. <laughs> I am one of those people, All of honestly. Us. <laughs> yeah, so the pe- people struggle with consistency in their posting and the social media stuff. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Natalie hey, Glee.
1: Thank you so much, Johnny. I love how you say our conversation was delightful. Like, that made me feel good. I love that word. Is just such a delightful
0: word. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was. It was a really nice conversation. Wow. Uh, and not also... I love it when I, I learn things I don't know and when I take away little nuggets that I can actually use from people mm-hmm. who have expertise and, and really just want to help and make a difference. And yeah. I love it when someone just drops that little thing into a conversation like, oh, I can use that. Thank you so <laughs> much. Uh, yeah. I hope I do that sometimes with people as well. But uh, but you certainly did. And I knew that I was going to enjoy talking to you on the show as well. I always Yay. like it when I get excited about bringing people on the show. I know that's going to make a good show. I Let's give you an opportunity to, to introduce yourself and, and for for our audience to say a little bit more about who you are and what you do.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you shared something that I think is important to really point out is how you and I got to know each other. I think our relationship is maybe a month old <laughs> and what I love is we have these opportunities to connect with one another in a virtual sense. And I think in 2020, we all learned that literally is was our lifeline, right? Yeah. And I want to really get the message across, especially when we're using social media in a business setting or to get our service, to get our product, get our message out into the world. And I believe there's this misconception that's been going around for a while now, which is these virtual tools like LinkedIn, for example, is a marketing tool. When reality is, it's a networking tool. And I see, and I think we've all at one time or another fallen victim to some of these strategies because it is appealing to get those quick wins, to get those uh, quick influxes in our business. But what we're starting to see and what we've been seeing for a while is how those quick fixes are actually hurting our relationships. Mm-hmm. The reality is, we are wired, hum- our human instinct is wired for connection. But a lot of these strategies are attempting to bypass that. And that's why people are ultra defensive or just you tune out those quick sales pitches that end up in your box or people who are attempting to bypass the relationship building process. And that's sending a subconscious message that I'm just interested in pushing my one-sided agenda. So Mm -hmm. how you and I came to get to know each other is such a perfect example. If you put relationships and make relationships, your number one priority When you show up online, being genuinely interested and curious about what someone is up to versus being in our head about, oh, I've got to generate leads. Nobody wants to be considered a lead. I'm sorry, but. I don't want the label a lead. I don't think you want the label a lead. I don't think anyone listening wants to label a lead, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But that's yeah, what exactly. we're showing up and doing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. But taking that moment, we you and I connected in kind of a speed round networking environment. Like you said, we had a really interesting and delightful conversation. I jumped over on LinkedIn and I still hands down you have one of the best headlines that I've seen and I've <laughs> viewed Hundreds and hundreds of profiles, and I loved your headline. And I just was really genuinely interested in getting to know you. And I felt the same from you. And again, we reconnected and had a conversation. And now here we are, um, hoping to bring more value to your network and doing what we can to help each other in our businesses. That's really what sales is all about. So I'm super passionate about busting the myth that we just need to be marketing ourselves all of the time. Now, there is a way, there is a way to demonstrate the service and the value that you provide. And we're going to talk about that. That's where the consistency piece comes in. But we want our network to feel that we genuinely are interested in helping them and getting to know them. And then we're consistently demonstrating the value that we provide and how we can help them to the point where they say, Ah, ha, I need that. I need that. And then they're reaching out to you or they're self selecting and saying, I'm ready. But if we're just constantly showing up and cramming our sales pitch or our marketing message into our social media, People do. We, we, I think we're seeing people getting defensive. They're putting their walls up. But the problem when that happens is you're not necessarily blocking out all of the sales pitches you don't want. You're literally blocking everyone else. You're not having that window or those opportunities to connect. So I always say we've got to put our defenses down. We can ignore the messages we don't want, but don't ignore or put, put yourself up to where you're not allowing other people to come in, if that makes sense.
0: It does because I think we will end up putting up uh, walls at least on social media and the likes because people abuse our trust to some degree mm-hmm. yeah. with uh, somewhat sneaky and often sleazy sales techniques and uh, yeah. maybe just being a little bit too direct and intense and as you say making you just feel like well they're about the sale you're just a prospect you're just a target really yeah. That, yeah. That, they're, that they're going for. Uh, I want to very quickly give a, a big thank you to Wendy Bloom and, and I'm going to forget Carlos's <laughs> last name but they organized the coaches and consultants networking group on Facebook which is what we connected through mm-hmm. it's a really great networking group for anyone yes. who is a coach or a consultant and you want to experience a, a great and very inexpensive way to network with wonderful people from around the world a lot in the US but also in, around the world as well yeah. check it out it's really good yeah so let's let's talk about this because i know that One of the things that really bugs me is getting these people sliding into my DMs on LinkedIn and Facebook, probably more than anywhere else, and asking to connect when all they clearly really want is to sell you something.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think it's a horrible way of introducing Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. What should people be thinking about instead? Why is that so horrible? and, And what should they be doing?
1: Well, I think it goes to, again, that satisfaction. There's this other human instinct for survival, right? And so what's everybody doing to go out and, and, and survive and make ends meet? And there is this message out there that there's ways to bypass the relationship building process. And I find it, and maybe this is irony, I don't know. I find it ironic because... There's just some few little tweaks that you can make in your effort and how you're showing up in your business and how you're approaching people. And I find it gets you much further quicker than if you try to bypass the relationship building process and just start sending out a bunch of mass messages or mass connections, or just like you said, hitting up people without really taking time to get to know them. There are some really easy things that you can do that sends the message that hey. I am interested in not just, you know, me, but I'm interested in you. And and how can you show up and build rapport with people? And I heard on um, the podcast of School of Greatness, Lewis Howell's podcast, one of his guests said, to become interesting, you have to be interested. So how do you show up in your network and show that you're interested in getting to know them? And the other myth that I'm really passionate about busting, and I actually have a calculator that I work through with my clients to, to bust this myth, is you have to have a large network in order to be successful. Now, oftentimes what I do with my clients is, is we plug their sales goal. What is their goal for the year? And we can start at any point in the year. What's their goal for the year? And then we break it down to the day. So they know how many people they need to be bringing into their network and building relationships with in order to hit that goal. And uh, so many times I hear, oh, gosh, I can totally do that. Or, oh, I'm going to raise my goal. Or, wow, I don't have to do all of this other stuff in order to make that happen. And they, they feel a sense of relief. And they now have this blueprint, this direction that they can focus on. And it doesn't require... Mass marketing techniques oftentimes, what it requires is that quality time that investing and getting to know someone. So, how do you avoid doing those tactics that never feel good? I I think we've all tried them at one point or another, and we're like, that doesn't feel good, and especially I know when I transitioned. From, I had a real estate business for 15 years and I sold that business because I wanted to be solely online. I wanted to uh, be have flexibility where I could be anywhere in the world and be able to run my business. I didn't want to be Uh, subject to one market or one location. And there was this mindset that took a minute for me to get my mind wrapped around. Because even though over 20 years in sales and the foundation of my success was the relationships that I had in my network, and then you come over online and it's so easy to get distracted by all of the different messages and techniques and tactics that are out there. And when I took a step back and was like, nope, the game hasn't changed. Just the tools. The tools are different, but the process, building relationships, focusing on the relationships, making people feel a priority to you, that is still the same. And when I took that and really started to develop um, my practice in getting my service out into the world, and now that's what I help my clients do, it was just a game it was an overnight game changer because, Like I said, the game hasn't changed, just the tools that we use. So how are we using these tools? How are we showing up and putting quality into our relationships? And little things like, let's say you connect with someone the quickest way to learn something about them is go view their profile. You've got to check out their profile, see what they're up to in the world. And what I help my clients with is I help them implement what I call the magnetic formula. So we'll talk a little bit about that as we're working through this process because it is applicable. And anyone who's been successful with building an online network, you'll see this formula at play, right? So impression, what is the first impression that you're making When you're connecting with people online. So if I were to click on your profile, would it invite me to want to get to know you? Meaning you're making it relative to to something that may be a problem that I have or a goal that I have that you happen to solve. And then how do you position yourself as that expert in helping me who let's say I'm your ideal client? And then what are the next steps that I need to take to come into your world? So I call that the impression portion of the formula. What is that first impression? And then vice versa, you think about it too. When you're spending time online, you go and you're looking up what people are up to. Is this someone that I want to connect with? Is is this someone I could collaborate with? Is this someone that would be a good guest on my podcast? Or is this someone that I could help in their business? We're really looking at all of the, the ways that we can show up and our profile is our first impression. The second phase is the interaction phase. And to me, this is the most important step. And it's often the most overlooked step. And I think this is what the step would be in our relationship, right? You know, we just simply interacted with one another, got to know one another was like, well, I I really like this person. And how can we support one another And, and vice versa? Um, And so it's simply just expressing interest in getting to know someone. So you can go and look at their feed. What are they posting? And I always say this. It is very vulnerable to put yourself out there. Most of the time, the reason why it's hard to be consistent with showing up and posting content regularly is it's a vulnerable place that we're putting ourselves in. We're putting ourselves out to pretty much millions of people it's not yeah. like we're going to reach millions of people but there's the potential is that <laughs> yeah, yeah right so it's a vulnerable thing now you think about it when and, and two these social platforms are designed knowing that we are wired for human connection that's why people how many likes how many views we're like motivated by those sort of things it's like this validation that we get so think about what you're doing when you show up and you connect with someone and you go and you look at the things that they've taken time to put together and they're sharing and in a sense being vulnerable and you comment, a thoughtful comment, like, or you ask a question or you become curious. And what that ultimately is doing is you think about it, our brains are wired to accept what is familiar and reject what is unfamiliar. The reason why a sales pitch is such a turnoff when you first connect with someone, they're not familiar to you. You're like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. I don't know you. But if you connect with someone and you follow it up with a thoughtful message, not sales related at all, a get to know you, I'm I'm curious about who you are and what you're up to in the world. You go and you look at what what it is that they're sharing and posting and you engage with them there. And then we move into what I call the influence phase, which is the the posting. How do you show up and create value-based content that has you front and center so people then can see you and you begin to become familiar to them, right? So this process is how do you become familiar, which then leads to trust. And it all is about genuinely being interested in getting to know the people that are in your network. You can't do this on a mass scale. You have to really take a step back, look at the quality, be intentional on who you're connecting with. Make sure they're the right people that you want to connect with because you're going to be building a relationship with them. You're going to be interacting with them. And then you're going to show up and be that valued resource. And that's when they say, ah, aha, this is someone that, I, that can help me solve the problem that I have, right? Everybody is looking for a solution. They're looking for your service. It's just, are you visible? One. And then two, how are you showing up in their world and building a relationship with them that gives them the free will or the opportunity to say, yes. That's what I need. I need that. I need Johnny's help, or I need Natalie's help, right? So
0: it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm having realizations and things whilst you're talking, and that you talk about. Yeah, we all use these strategies, you know. I know I was reaching out with some of my services to coaching professionals, yeah. and some it just didn't feel good. It wasn't. I don't know. I first I thought it was that, that strategy, was connecting with people, but I wasn't trying to go into their dms and sell them on anything i was just connecting with them to connect but i did get a lot of people coming back to me trying to sell me their courses and programs when i was connecting Mm -hmm. with them which was interesting an interesting experience but what i what i think i realized now Mm -hmm. talking to you and hearing you is that one of the reasons why it wasn't feeling good for me is that so many people were coming back who I'm thinking, I don't feel like you're the kind of person I want to work with. And it was I wasn't able to target things enough to get people back who I wanted and thinking, okay, that that probably says more than anything else. I really wasn't targeting the right kind of group who I actually really wanted to help because that yep. wasn't what was coming back to me. Yep. And I've been reevaluating and you know, now I feel I've got a much, much better grip on who I really want to help and how I want to make a difference. But in addition to that, I think I also really understand much more now than ever in my life that I want to connect with people who I want to help and look at the ways that I can actually help them Mm -hmm. rather than connecting with them to help them so that they buy my product or service, connecting with them to help them because I can, because I can help them.
1: Oh, yes. I love that you said that. I'm a firm believer. I wrote a book called Taking the Cell Out of Cells. And the whole context of that book is how do you use your service or your business as a means to make a difference in the world? And I truly believe we all share the same purpose, which is to help each other out, to lift each other up. Now, we may have different avenues, different means and ways of doing so, but... When we really show up in our business with that mission, that being really the emphasis of our why, most of us are leading with the why, like our survival why. And there's that kind of needy energy when we're showing up like, oh, I've got to make a sale. I got to make a sale." You can yeah. feel that, that energy. You know, I think we've all been on the receiving end of a sales pitch or a sales presentation where we're like, this person doesn't care about me. They care about making this sell. You can right. feel it. So when you show up every day in your business and you say, I'm going to look for people who I can help. And this is how I'm going to help. And you're really motivated by the why. And just like what you said, finding those people that you it's a win-win, you know, it has, it has to be a win for everybody. And when it's a win for everybody, it feels good. So everybody feels good. The outcome is nine out of 10 times positive versus if it's just that desperate, like I got to go and just connect with a bunch of people and I've got to pitch and I've got to lead generate. And I know these are all tools, terms that we use, but we have to really change our mindset on how we're showing up because people can feel that energy. That's why it doesn't feel good. That's why doing it doesn't feel good why receiving it doesn't feel good. So we have that power yeah. to change that. And as soon as you make that energy shift, people, it, they respond to you differently. It, it feels yeah. different. And then you're having different conversations.
0: Yeah, otherwise, it's like saying, I love you on the first date, right? <laughs> it's just too intense and people want to back over that. That's the level of neediness that we're not quite there, ready for. We're not there for it. But yeah, yeah. People will run.
1: Yeah. Or I always get this visual in my head if you're st- sending out mass messages or and, and, and I'm not saying that like anyone who might be doing that, just it's an opportunity to stop and take inventory on how it feels and, and how it the receiving end would maybe feel, right? Every single one of us at one time or another has bought into a shiny object and has tried it out only to come out on the other end and be like, okay, you know what? This is a long game strategy not a quick win strategy. So no shame in trying those things or whatever, but and I lost track of what I was saying because I want—I <laughs> don't want people to feel bad about doing it because we've all we're, we're
0: done kind of it. Kind of these robo things. But yeah, I've used it. I've used these services that kind of robo out your, your messages to people. There was only one time I felt okay about it, and that was using a service on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I was only really re- reaching out to people to connect with podcasters and maybe mm-hmm. see if we could help each other out and... Guest on each other's shows and that kind of stuff. And that felt okay. But even then, it wasn't ideal because people were coming back who really weren't good podcast matches and stuff. I thought, this is better to do manually. And every time I've done these things, I just come back thinking, this is better to do manually. Sure, it takes longer, but I would rather say, all right, this is someone I want to connect with and then make the effort to connect with them. And also, I think, I guess you'll find on LinkedIn now, LinkedIn do not want people using robots in any way, shape, or form, and they they're sh- looking out for it and accounts are getting shut down because of it.
1: Yeah. Why risk, why risk losing a tool like LinkedIn? Seriously, you think about the power that LinkedIn, an opportunity that LinkedIn provides and why risk losing that tool? And that's one of the things that, so in my business, I said, okay, what's a problem that, you know, and, and it was a problem that I was having, right? creating content and showing up and nurturing your network because that's what you're doing when you're posting and creating content you're nurturing your network that is a full-time job it is a very important piece of the magnetic formula when you think about it you've got your you' got your first impression set you've got your daily interacting plan in place and you you're interacting and, and networking with people but how do you show up and nurture those relationships? it's the influence phase. It's the content posting phase. And I don't like to use the word marketing. People say content marketing. I say content posting because I look at it from an, as a networking process that's nurturing my network, demonstrating value, giving them next steps, including a call to action that says, hey, if this is something that you need help with, let me know Or here's this tool that I've created. Or here's this. Like it's that nurturing part of the network. And this is where I think people get bogged down because it is very time consuming. And I know it from personal experience. And I've done all of the things where I've outsourced it. I've hired a social media manager. And they've created a bunch of posts. And they're posting just to post. They're going through the motions. But the thing that I began to observe is these posts are missing the most important element, which is me. Right. And or they look to me for creative direction. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I need to outsource this because I don't have time. What do you mean you need me to give you creative direction to show you what to do? I don't know what to do. That's why I hired you. Right. <laughs> so there's one. that's one um, hang up that I see that people have. The other hang up is so they go to a, a marketing company or a marketing agency and they get a proposal. and The proposal comes back and it's three to five thousand dollars a month not including ad spend. And people are like, I could maybe pull that off for a month, but doing one month of that isn't going to get any results. It's the long game strategy. And again, they're going to look to you for creative direction. They're going to look to you for input, those sort of things. That usually is, is the option that isn't what the majority are able to do. Then the third option is I hired one of those companies that promised me a bunch of leads and okay. they promised me a bunch, they're going to add a bunch of followers. And then you go and you look at the the followers and, and the work that they've done. And you're, you realize you're like, Oh my gosh, these are not my people. And now you spent all this money. You've put your risk of using tools like LinkedIn on the line. Yeah. Um, and now you've got to spend hours and hours going and removing all of those people, and I'm speaking from personal experience. When I, yeah. fir- when LinkedIn first came online, and this was when I still had my real estate business, I had someone that promised me the moon, and they added. I think it was close to like five thousand, and then I realized really quickly that they weren't my people, and I, I went through and I removed, um, you know, all of the ones that weren't the right fit. It took me a long time. It was a very painful lesson to learn, but that's the third problem. That people have. So what I've set out to help people accomplish in their business is how do you be front and center in your influencing plan? How do yeah. you be that person that people you've got to become familiar. You've got to be that person that people are connecting with. So I'm a big believer in starting with video because it's the easiest asset that I can get you to create that requires the least amount of time, and I give my clients the framework on how to shoot their video. We've got 3 seconds to get someone to stop and pay attention. So how do we use that 3-second window? How do you position yourself as an expert? How do you deliver the content in a way that Keeps you around the three to five minute mark. We don't want to go much longer than that. And then we take that one video and we turn it into all of your other assets, like your articles and your blog posts for your website and your text posts and your image posts. And what I've been doing for my clients is I've actually been training their admin support. So my goal with my clients is I want you obviously making a great first impression, but then interacting minimum of 30 minutes a day Oftentimes you get a lot of really great things coming from that process. So you end up investing a little bit more time, but minimum 30 minutes a day and then one video a week. And then I will train your admin support or I will help you. I have admin support people that are certified on this process to then take your video, make sure it's it's optimized with the subtitles and it's got an optimized headline and it's got an optimized description we map out a minimum of six months that's my guarantee we usually end up doing closer to a year so now you know for the next year or the next six months every week what's your video topic how to deliver that and then you have that support to create all of the other assets that you need and then we're building a library of assets that can be repurposed that can be reused and then the goal, 100% hands down, is is to be consistent in nurturing your network and demonstrating the value that you provide. So that's really the mission that I'm on. It was a problem that I had in my business that I wanted to solve. And now I want to help my clients solve that same problem.
0: Cool. Uh, it's great stuff that you work on with them. Do you have any pointers or advice for people who are struggling to identify who they actually really want to be connecting with and who their perfect future client is?
1: Yeah, Well, I think you really have to dig into what would make you the most excited about showing up in your business every day, right? So what lights you up? And what is what really getting clear on what is the problem that I truly solve? Or what is the goal that I help someone accomplish? And then you really start looking at the people that are in your network. And I always say this, go to the person that you had the most fun working with, like your favorite client and really look at the traits that they have. um, Look at the problem that you help them solve or the goal that you help them accomplish. But I think there has to be that two parts, because if you are not fully loving what you do, it is really hard to show up and do the work that it takes on a consistent basis. And two, I get it like we're all going to have these points where we feel overwhelmed or we feel burned out or we feel like we want to give up. I think that is the like that is so common for entrepreneurs. But I also think it's because we know that we have a big mission that's been placed on our heart and sometimes that weight can feel a little heavy so we have to give ourselves a break. But then once we give ourselves that break we often come back more recharged and energized. But I would say Really find what you're excited to do. There's unlimited possibilities. I saw this story one time. It was about an artist, and he duct taped a banana to a cardboard, and yeah, yeah it yeah. sold for I like would. a million dollars. And I yeah. like, I said to myself, if that man could sell a duct tape banana on a piece of cardboard for a million dollars. There's no limit. There's, we can literally do anything we want to do, right? It's just getting behind ourselves, getting out of our own way, not getting overwhelmed by all of the processes. Really be, be excited about what you're creating and what you're sharing with the world so that you just have so much fun talking about it that you don't really have to think much about it, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's the reason why I have directed all of my stuff down the paths of public speaking and tools of influence and persuasion because I would never get bored talking about that, learning about it. It's what this show is primarily about. It's what I'm writing a book about. It's what I'm doing all sorts of things about. And yeah, it's it's finding those sorts of things. And yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting journey for sure. And one thing I want to come to, one thing that I got some advice that i saw in multiple places i thought this must be true so let's give it a go and they said okay. like if you live stream every day for 30 days it will transform your business now i did live streams every day for about three months and it made not one bit of difference to anything okay I, i'm okay with it and i think i understand why but what would you say uh, probably the reasons why that wasn't working
1: it could be a couple of things. Again, you're connected with the wrong people. You have the wrong people in your network. We've all done this, like, especially when these social platforms were first coming online. We were just connecting with everybody. We would accept all the requests. And so you're live streaming to people who aren't your people, which is why I always say one of the first things I do when I'm working with someone is let's clean up your network, go in and clean up your network The other thing that I would say, and I found this, like when I do regular network cleanups, and one of the things that I'm looking for is how often are people actually showing up on the platform? So I found in my LinkedIn network, for example, there was a good chunk of people that hadn't been on there for months. Oh, well, if they're not showing up here where I'm hanging out, then my, my system's getting bogged down. So we had to remove those. So I would say that could be one of the reasons is you're just connected with the wrong people. That probably, in my opinion, is the number one because when you start to connect with the right people, like when, when we go through the process of breaking down your goal and you go out and you hyper focus on that group of people, you just find that they're more responsive. And then two, if you're showing interest in them as well, so there's this, that's why I think the interaction and the influence phase goes hand in hand. There's a couple of things that happen: is one, when you're actively interacting with people it tells the, the algorithm, hey, this person is active. This is who they're act- this is who they're interacting with. So we're going to show their stuff to these people and vice versa. So you train your feed so you start seeing new people come into your feed or when you are interacting with them, when you show up and you start sharing stuff, they're likely to interact back. So if you haven't been nurturing your network and you just show up and I see this happen a lot where someone's they got their head down, they're really focused on building, if they're building a course or if they're building a new product or new service whatever that is and they got their head down and then all of a sudden they're like, "Okay, I'm ready for the unveiling." But they haven't been nurturing their network or warming their network up. They're going to unveil to a cold network and that that takes some time to build momentum. And then a big mistake that they'll make is they'll just be in sales mode. So there's this process where you really need to be nurturing your network and interacting with them. The combination of the two, I think you'll see a different response when you show up and do the live feed. Now, I am a big believer, like we got to form habits. So if you're just showing up and you're doing your lives every day just to get yourself in the habit, get comfortable, get we got a a lot of us have to get over ourselves because it's very uncomfortable. So the more you do it, the, the easier it gets. For sure. I believe in that. But if you are interacting and connecting with the right people, I think you'll see a, a, a different response to to the videos that you are putting out.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's great advice and something that I definitely wasn't doing. I was thinking people will see it. The live streams coming out. People will see it. And, and of course, I don't know. People are that necessarily excited about it. And if you're not actually connected or interacting with them as you say the algorithms are not necessarily going to Mm -hmm. direct you in their path so you said something like 30 minutes a day just doing some interaction on like groups and and networking uh, and definitely cleaning up that network as well to make sure you're connected with the right kind of people that's all stuff that makes a lot of sense to me so I'm I'm getting a lot of value out of this conversation (laughs) and I hope anyone else who's tuning into it who's (laughs) tuning into it is as well There is something else I wanted to get your thoughts on before we move on perhaps to another element. But the thing I see a lot, and I I don't see it maybe as much on LinkedIn, but it's there, but in Facebook, certainly in particular groups, is these posts that, to my mind, are, are just there for engagement. They're not necessarily particularly interesting questions. It's just anyone starting to, trying to start a conversation and get engagement. I'm not personally a big fan of them, but they do seem to be, quite effective and i wonder what your thoughts were
1: this is just what i've learned because i'm a student of all of this as well and i'm always looking for someone who's a few steps ahead of me and learn their process so i've actually recently been going through a training with rachel miller moolah marketing she's like the facebook guru i don't know if i like to use the word guru she's she knows how to use Facebook, right? And she helps you build your page and she helps you build your group. And so I think what I've learned from her is a lot of times those engagement posts or what she would call conversation starter posts is really to keep the algorithms warm to what you've got going on, whether it's on your page or in your group and saying, hey, these are the people who are active and then Facebook will go out and that's how you can create what they call lookalike type audiences. So oftentimes those posts are more, I think, for a behind the scenes type thing where it's keeping the network warm, you're nurturing, you're making sure everyone's still there and paying attention. but it's also using and working with the algorithm and that's my understanding interpretation of it. So I would think that would be the reason why a lot of those groups, especially if they're very active groups, you'll see those sort of posts that are keeping the group warm and engaging. And yeah, yeah that would be I, my I answer. I guess
0: that's fair enough for, from that sort of perspective. And yeah. uh, although uh, quite a lot of those messages are who would like my free lead magnet. Oh, no,
1: <laughs> those sort of posts, I'll give an example. I'm in a, a Facebook group where I think there's like 250,000 people. And in the beginning as she was growing the group, it was a really beneficial group. It was about women entrepreneurs helping other women and entrepreneurs. And then I think some point along the line, she decided to leverage her group and she started selling opportunities for members to market to the members. And now every single post is like, Hey, I just did this. I did $600,000 a day. I'll give you my steps. And yeah, a lot of people are jumping on and I find that to me is you're throwing a bunch of stuff out and giving people a false sense of hope because the reality is there's is a tremendous amount of work that goes in behind the scenes to pull those kind of numbers and so it gives these people false sense of hope. I also think it gives it gets people stuck in this mode of seeking versus being in implementation and action mode. And I do agree with you. That tends to be more on Facebook. I don't see that as much on LinkedIn. So yeah, those sort of groups, when I see those kind of posts, I just bow out because I just, it's hard for me to watch people getting a false sense of hope when they're not going to take their one class or download their guide. And next week they got six hundred thousand in the bank that's just not that's not going to happen right no
0: I, I have enough email in my inbox i think most people do and uh, oh. going on another mailing yeah. is, is generally not that appealing anyway and so I, I think people are much more selective about who they want sending them email <laughs> i hope they are
1: yeah absolutely yeah no and again it's just i think we all have a responsibility to be in integrity and give and shoot straight with each other and not give people that false sense of hope. But really prepare them like this is what you got to do. And if you make a commitment and you do these steps, this is a possibility, but it's not going to happen overnight. And so, yeah, those sort of posts, I think, are group owners leveraging the group selling to I don't know, it's a whole yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that uh, approach.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm generally not a fan of any approach that is quick fix or instant results, because it, it's rare, you know, you can get some small instant results for sure. Yeah. But th- there is no thing that nothing legitimate anyway, that is a get rich quick scheme. No. There is uh, no, no, no fast track results. People don't want to do the work. I understand that. But you don't do the work, you don't get the success. And that's yeah. really yeah. how it is. And people don't want to or don't want to or perhaps just aren't conditioned to thinking big picture it's really all very short-term thinking and i'm not saying that this isn't to put anyone down other than to say it's because it's because of being in that survival mode that we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. you want to get out of that and that's very understandable but that's not the kind of thinking that's going to get you out of that
1: yeah yeah, it's so true. And it goes back to one of the things we were talking about earlier in the energy and how you're showing up in, in your business. And if there's that need and you're leading with that survival instinct, people are gonna feel that and they're gonna lean back where if you're showing up and you're committed to the process and you're in it for the long game and your cup is getting filled because you're doing something that you enjoy and you genuinely are excited about helping the people that are in your network, that's when people start to lean in. But you've got to give yourself that runway. And I don't know how, I don't know what the answer is to get people to stop praying on and, and putting out those quick fix messages because it really is a false sense of hope. And it just then reinforces that that survival because, oh, that didn't work. I got to keep looking. I got to keep looking. I don't know how to stop that other than people just need to stop engaging with that sort of stuff. And then I think it'll eventually go away. But if you look at anyone who has truly been successful, that really does have that long-term success. If you really go and you look at their, the evolution of their success, you'll see where they started and I think social media does put comparison mode on steroids. Like we're, we're always comparing what other people are doing, but you have to really take stock. Be like, okay, what part of the journey are they on compared to where I'm at, and what are the things that I can learn from them that I can apply? But it really does go back to that whole adage of loving what you do, so that when you show up, you're you feel good in your business and there's not that 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 scarcity or that survival um, instinct that's kicked in so that makes yeah. sense
0: it does I mean, but you know there, there's been there have been charlatans and car artists around since the dawn of time and i don't think we're ever yeah. going to yeah. get rid of that but i do think we're seeing a lot less of that there are people out there especially in the uh, coaching and personal development world who are exclusively identifying the people who are using sleazy techniques who actually don't have the stuff to back up what they're saying and identifying and exposing that And hopefully that helps as well. But of course, Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to get connected with that. No one's going to see it. But the the real solution is for for us, ourselves, for us who can make a difference and do things the right way to do that and and let people connect with that and be a shining example to other people as well and be clear that those messages, those things don't work. And whilst you may not like the message of it's going to take time and work to get the results you want, that that is the true message and people in their hearts, I think they know that. They know that it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come quick. The things worth having require some challenge, require some process. You have to grow a hell of a lot to get results yeah. and success oh. in business, right?
1: I've been doing this for over 20 years and I'm still trying to figure it out. But I, I think <laughs> the thing for me is just, I, I love what I do. And I, I truly am a problem solver. So, I love to just really get in there and how do we solve a problem and how do we help each other and how do we lift each other up? And that's what motivates me every day to show up. And we all will have those days where we're like, what am I doing to myself? But if we look at like the alternative and what our other options are, we'll be like, nah, I'm going to bet on myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So, in those days where you feel overwhelmed or you feel, um, like you're not sure what you're doing, explore what your other options are and then say, do I want to bet? Do I want to place my bet there? Or do I want to place my bet here? And I'm pretty willing to bet that you're going to, you're like, especially as an entrepreneur or someone who's self-driven, you're going to bet on yourself because that's where you're going to get the greatest return at at the end of the day and return, not necessarily uh, money wise or financial. That to me is like the icing on the cake, but the return in, You don't know the difference in the impact that you're making for other people, right? So if you help someone really dial in their message and they go out and they speak to an audience and someone in that audience really resonates with that message and it changes their life and then they go on to help um, someone else that changes their life and there's this ripple effect that you will never ever know that connects back to you, Johnny, helping someone with their message and showing up and delivering it in such a way that makes a difference, that's the opportunity that we all have, and it gives me—it literally gives me chills thinking about it. Like that—that's a reward that that I believe in what you put out will definitely come back, and those, that's the opportunity that we we all have when we we make the commitment to to make a difference for other people via our business.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I certainly agree 100% with that. I'd like to start towards wrapping things up. because We can't talk forever, unfortunately, as much as I'm enjoying this conversation and getting a lot of value out of it. What are the things we should be keeping in mind about making ourselves magnetic online?
1: Definitely a lot of what we've talked about, really getting into that place of understanding what is your why behind what you're doing and really getting into that place of what's the impact. So have that moment where you think about the the potential ripple effect that you're having. Like that really helps ground me and my why. Um, Getting really clear on who it is that you want to help in your business. And and again, it it being a win-win. So you're getting that joy from helping someone. They're getting the benefit of the service or whatever it is that you provide and whatever that you're helping them with. Just having fun. We don't have to figure anything out. Just be yourself when you're showing up online be yourself. That's what people want anyways. And so not necessarily worrying about having to figure it out as much as how can you show up and be consistent at being visible and being interested in the people that are in your network and that is really that magnetic energy. And and just remember that when you're first meeting someone and, and how you think about your own reaction when you first meet someone, you're like, I don't know them yet. So we're leaning back. Right. And the more you be, they become familiar, the more we start to lean in. You have to think about that as you're building relationships online and the more that they become, you become familiar to them. The more that you demonstrate the value that they provide, the more they're going to lean into you and build trust and trust with you. And that it actually happens much sooner than later. So instead of trying to figure it out, hack the system, crack the code of the algorithm, whatever, just show up and be interested in helping people and be excited about what you do in a way that you talk about it, that people like tune in and, and they lean in and they're like, wow, I, I want some of that. I want to feel that because it, it is all just energy <laughs> at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. As you said earlier, be, be interested. As I said earlier, Be friendly, be warm to people, be kind to people. Yeah. We, we'll come back to you. That That's what people want these days. They, they don't care about doing an ad in your garage with a Lamborghini or whatever else. Oh. A, the, the slick stuff isn't washing with most people these days. People want the connection. They don't want perfect and polished. They want real yes and yes so just just do it get it out there start imperfectly Mm -hmm. and just start and a lot of people are afraid of this I, i look back at some of my earlier videos and even if you look back at people can go and listen to the very first episode of this show or watch it on youtube it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. <laughs> and things have got a lot better since then because I've been doing it more. I've been practicing more. I do uh, mm-hmm. I do comedy uh, classes and I have a comedy buddy and like we're doing improv together today. It's like, okay, some of the stuff wasn't great, but every time we do it, we get better at it. Yes. That's how it goes. You don't start off perfect.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And too, there are little tweaks and things here and there that you can do. And that's one of the things that I like helping my clients with. What are the ways that when they are showing up that really support them in leading with that value and positioning themselves to be seen as that expert? There are those little things that you can do. But again, it's also then saying, hey, I'm not going to have it all figured out. I'm going to find people who can help me be willing to accept that help. And not try not get stuck in what I would say, like learning or seeking or planning mode. But how do we get mm-hmm. you to move from, I know I should be doing this to I am doing this and I'm consistent. And just like you said, the, the more you show up and the more you do it. And I oftentimes with people in video, they really struggle in the beginning. But I'm like, just practice it. Just practice it. Pretend that the camera is your best friend or you're someone that you, you really have a, a strong connection with. And then the more you do it, the easier it gets and the more it flows. And then you're building these assets that are connecting and providing value. I love getting messages from people that are like, that was so helpful. And you know what? Some days, some weeks, we're going to get caught up and we're going to get busy. Pick up where you left off and just be committed to the process and not get hung up on it. And like being needing to be perfect. I think you nailed it right there. And just know that it's a process.
0: I'm thank you so much. I thank you particularly for for giving us permission to not be perfect with this and and have some process. Just saying, just keep it going and get back on the wagon. If you fall off with things, just keep it going. Yeah. And that's super yeah. important. yeah I'm pretty sure that people who are tuning into this will want to find out more about you. So, what, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Well, I I love LinkedIn. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. So I would say, come find me on LinkedIn. Just Type in my name, Natalie Clune. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Wherever you enjoy connecting with people, I would say everywhere across the board, it's just my name, Natalie Clune. Send me a message, send me a friend request, send me a connection request. I I just changed my profile on LinkedIn over to creator mode because I do create content, but then it only allows the button for follow, which I'm like a little perturbed with that. I'm like, no, I want to connect. So I did put in my profile, click the more button, click connect with me, send me a message because I do. I love getting to know people and and building a relationship and learning about what they're up to in the world. I'm just fascinated and I love people. So yeah, that that would be the best way to to find me.
0: Before you go... I always like to ask people for a book recommendation. So, Natalie, what was the last book that you found useful or interesting that you could share with us?
1: Ooh, it's and this is not like a really super well-known book. I found it super random. It's called The Secrets of Natural Success by William Whitecloud. I just finished reading it, and I'm going to read it again this weekend. so good so good I had so many ah ahas in that book and and it's a mindset book about how we create our reality I'm a big believer and our mind is a big part of that he dropped some nuggets and in a way that I have yet to have it explained that just blew my mind I would recommend that book
0: that's going on my reading list I haven't come across it before but it sounds fascinating so (laughs) One last thing then, what's one thing you would like to leave everyone with today?
1: Gosh, just let's take care of each other. Let's lift each other up. We can do that in our business. We have that opportunity. Also to exercise compassion to someone who you don't, you, we don't know what someone is going through. So like when they're putting themselves out there, support them, show them that love because It could have been every every ounce of whatever they had to put that out there. So let's stop judging each other. Let's stop being so critical. And even the sales pitches that are coming through, like exercise some compassion. Like, man, we don't know what that person is going through. They may be really stuck in survival or they're in this mode where, oh, my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. And they're just trying everything. So Just be curious about how you can break down that wall. Let's not put up our defenses to where we're blocking everybody out. Let's actually bring our walls down and be open to lifting each other up and helping one one another and exercise kindness and compassion and understanding. Because I think in this day, in this world that we live in now, we need that more than anything
0: indeed we do i said at the start that i thought this would be a useful and delightful conversation it has been exactly that natalie clean thank you so much for coming and joining me on the show
1: thank you for having me johnny i so appreciate you
0: thanks for tuning in i hope you've enjoyed the show if you did please make sure you put something into action that you learned here today and of course subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so If you'd like to support the show, one of the best ways for you to do that is to share our episodes with your network. Now, of course, share the episodes that you love, perhaps more than the ones that you don't. But word of mouth makes a huge difference to us. And you can now support the show financially as well, even just by buying me a coffee for five US dollars a month. You can help make the Speaking Influence Podcast an even bigger and better show. There's also a membership level where you can get exclusive access to our live stream recordings to be in the virtual studio with us and exclusive Q&A time with our show guests as well as advanced information of the shows and guests that are coming up. To do that, visit the Supercast page in the show notes or in the YouTube description. If you'd like to know more about podcasting, presenting, public speaking, tools of influence and persuasion, or maybe have me as a speaker at one of your upcoming events, then please do get in touch by email john at presentinfluence.com or come and find me on social media. I'd love to connect with you even if it's just to say hello and let me know that you've enjoyed the show. For now, see you next time and go and make great things happen.